guys, and welcome back to, we renamed it, Fit with Viv and Kate. And I am so excited to be joined by my co-host, I think we would call her. I got a promotion. Yeah! <laughs> I went from recurring guest to, to co-host. Yeah, hi guys, it's Katie. Um, you weren't even a recurring guest because it was one episode. It was a one-time guest. Um, it went really well. No, I'm really excited that we get to do this together. I think we're going to bring some fun topics to you all um, and just get to know each other more and share our stories. I'm really excited. You know what's the best part is that I was listening back to our first episode and I was like, wow, Katie sounds so much better at this podcast thing than I do. <laughs> and she's never done. She doesn't even post on social media. She doesn't do anything. And I just asked her to do podcasts. Like, I don't know I'm going to be. And her voice sounds like a podcast professional. So, well, now I'm self-conscious, but thank you. <laughs> um, but that actually brings us to our topic for today. We kind of wanted to talk through social media. Um, I know that social media became kind of really prevalent when I started high school, probably, I think was when Instagram came out and Facebook was around. Um, so I feel like we really grew up with social media. Um, so today we just kind of want to talk through the positives, the negatives, how we both use it. I know I use it as um, like a personal account and Viv's grown her brand through Instagram and social media. So we're going to talk through that today. So Viv, do you want to walk us through kind of how you how you turned Viv's gym into what it is today? You know, I started using Instagram like most people do, just a personal account. And then I remember... I was always so passionate about fitness, so I ended up creating Viv's Gym just ha to have a platform where I could post solely fitness-related content without, you know, annoying my friends who weren't interested in that <laughs> at the time, and that was in college, I believe. It was my freshman year, and I was just posting, you know, what I was eating. I was actually vegan at that time. I was plant-based. So I was posting my recipes, my workouts, and more than anything, it was really just for me. And I just, because passion was such a fit, uh, fitness was such a passion of mine, it was so natural for me to post about it. And, um, and then when I decided to become a online trainer, or actually an in-person trainer at first, I naturally just started promoting myself through that, but I was already posting the fitness health related content so nothing actually changed so I never had a point in my journey where I was like all right I'm gonna switch my Instagram over to a business I feel like it just progressed naturally and I actually it's not until probably these last I would say three months that I actually have decided to hire a logo designer and actually take my branding and business to what I feel like is the next level um, so for me I never really put in too much work into it I felt like everything just came together naturally um, but I'm curious how you perceive my brand Viv's Gym or even just other fitness influencers like how do you perceive it on your end as someone who is not a content creator well, I think it's really interesting you say you just you just did it and it was effortless because to me, your content is so branded, like just on its own. I think you have a really specific way of posting your photos and your content and your captions and it all like flows together effortlessly, which is so impressive. Like I would have thought you had 
a very strict guideline you set for yourself in terms of posting. I think there's a good theme, like your colors and the way you post stuff, which personally I have so much trouble with when I post stuff. Like if you looked at my page, you would clearly tell I don't use social media because the colors don't match up and the captions are super short and sometimes non-existent. And I kind of use it just to make people know I'm still around and still like living my life. So that's really impressive. So I think other fitness influencers, I think there are kind of two streams. I think there's people like you where it's your life and it's effortless and it's just you posting. And then there are other ones that are like very forced, very like posed, very specific. And I personally lean away from those people um, just because it feels very, very forced. And like when I was looking for coaches, well, I didn't really look very hard. I found your page and that was kind of, kind of it. But I remember like seeing your page and being like, oh, she's real. She's really in this lifestyle. She, she gets it because your posts were so real. Um, and then I would look at others and I was like, oh, they're intimidating. They're scary. They're posting like bikini competition pictures and they're very fit and they're very structured. Um, so I think there's like two ways you can go about it. So I, I personally lean your way, but I'm a little biased. That's, that is fair. And you know, what's funny is when you came to me, um, I think that was when I was like struggling with my journey most. And I think that actually resonated with so many people because it was very non intimidating to see a trainer who understands that, you know, no progress is perfect. We are all human. And I have mixed feelings about that because I felt like at that time, sometimes I feel like, you know, when you're saying the fitness influencers who have forced content, sometimes I feel pressured to fall into that category because I hear so much about, you know, branding, about, you know, have planning out your content in advance, about having a very specific topic and niches And that just never resonated with me because just like you, I really like personal brands that feel effortless, that feel genuine, that feel authentic. But I think the entrepreneur business side of me felt like I was not organized enough. I wasn't, I was too spontaneous and I still fight those feelings from time to time. But I do realize that at the end of the day, my brand is people working with me. So I I always come back to, well, I want them to know who I am as a person, how I think, what my personality is like, so that they can decide whether or not I am someone that they would actually respect, that they would actually listen to and not feel like, oh, hey, she's just telling me what to do and you know, I don't really vibe with her. So I'm just going to tell her I'm doing things even though I'm not, because I've heard that. I've heard a lot of clients who tell their coach, yeah, 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 I'm doing that because they don't feel like they can actually tell them whether or not they, you know, cut fucked up in their, in their (laughs) progress. And that's something that I always wanted to do with my clients is build that relationship. So they always felt no matter what happened, they could always tell me whether they were feeling good, whether they were following their plan or not. Because the only way to truly make progress is to be 100% real with yourself and where your weaknesses are. So I guess I just appreciate the what feels like validation from you because I do bounce around between maybe I should make these more structured. Maybe I should make these more professional. But perhaps the consistency that you feel in my current branding is just because I always get in a headspace where I talk from the heart before I 
you know, write out my captions or post my stories, you know? Yeah. You talk about, you need to have a niche. You need to have a specialty for your social media, but I think that's what yours is. So I think when you look at other profiles, you might feel like they have a different niche, but, but yours is the empathy and yours is like putting your heart first and your content kind of naturally just flows that way where everything is like very from your heart. And I think you talked a lot about, um, comparing yourself to other fitness influencers and how do you walk that line of of inspiration and like comparison or how do you handle that you know it used to be difficult for me because I I feel like I really enjoy being objective I like to not be biased but what I've realized is that there are truths to just about everything you can find why a food is good, why a food is bad, why an exercise is good, why an exercise is bad, why you shouldn't call it a diet, why you, whatever, right? Why you shouldn't call it a a cheat meal. And I just realized that with the internet, you are going to be overloaded with information constantly if you don't know what your own values are. And I feel like that was me for so long. I was just trying to figure out what was the right way to go about coaching. What was the best way to go about coaching when in reality, there is no such thing. Everybody responds to different things. Like some people like a hard ass coach and some people like a very empathetic coach, which I feel like I fall along more the lines of. So for me, it really came down to looking at the influencers that I resonated with that made me feel that made me feel positive that made me feel hopeful and excited and motivated and and then asking myself well what about them or what about their branding does that for me that makes me feel inspired and I realized that when I looked at certain influencers I just felt self-conscious and guilty because they were so they were just shaming like certain ways of coaching or talking or being or dressing or whatever. Like they were very judgmental versus the ones that I really felt like I connected with, even though I didn't know them, they were very empathetic and open and understanding that everybody is different, but this is what rings true to them in their coaching. So that actually influenced me to look more into my own heart and say, what do I naturally feel good about about coaching with my clients what do I feel good about teaching them what do I not want them to feel like for example I never want someone to feel that if they don't follow their program that they are unsuccessful that they can't do this that this means that they are not you know, determined enough, they're not whatever enough. I want them to know that everyone's journey is going to be different. And it's just about finding ways that empower you rather than bringing yourself down, trying to use negative motivation. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. And I think that's so clear though, because I think every post you have in some way brings back the point of no matter what you're struggling through, keep going, no matter what you're doing successful or not, keep going. Like there's light at the end of the tunnel. So I think that's pretty spot on for your brand I think that's exciting okay I'm curious if when you started social media or even just scrolling now do you feel like it subconsciously has changed your expectations whether that's like your body your when it's time to get a house marriage kids because I feel like everyone posts about their big life events on social media so do you feel like that's changed your perceptions of when you should be doing things or what you should be doing 
Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. I think, and I think that's the dangerous thing about it is people, like you just said, they're only posting their big moments. They're posting the really cool things that are going on. They're not talking about all the little things and, and the daily stuff that no one cares about. So for me, sometimes I do have that, what do they call it? FOMO where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not having kids yet. I'm not married yet. I'm not all these things. And yeah, I think it really sets your expectations really high because I feel like if all these people on social media are doing all these crazy things, they're traveling the world, they're to your point, buying houses, they're getting really fit. They're doing all these things. I want that as well. And it's interesting because in my personal life, I'm not like that. I could care less what everybody else is doing. I'm very focused on me, but when you see it on social media, it completely reframes it. Okay. I have a question because (laughs) I think every single client that has come to me has been influenced by this damn thing. Do you feel the pressure to have abs and a huge ass? <laughs> yes. And and the other thing fitness related is like um I felt huge pressure to target specific areas of my body. I felt like social media made it seem like you could instantly get the abs or the fat ass or whatever it is because I don't know if that's just the trendy thing right now is a big butt and abs, but it just seems so easy on social media and it's not. It is definitely the trending thing. When I ask people what their goal is, it's literally to have a flat <laughs> stomach and to grow their butt. That's every single, I, I honest to God think that's every single client that has ever come to me. And I truly believe that is because social media, that is what gets viral. And people, you don't, the, the thing is we don't notice people who look normal Mm -hmm. we don't we notice the things that are outrageous that stand out so in your mind what stands out is all the people who look amazing because when someone looks average you don't even remember it your mind doesn't even grab onto that so now you're just thinking wow everybody looks incredible everyone has the smallest waist the biggest butt but that is only because your that is what your mind grabs onto I know for me my like I, I definitely have been influenced by the whole big butt phenomena, <laughs> but for me being a former bikini competitor, if you are a bikini competitor and you're listening to this, you know that one of the, the most attractive things are capped rounded shoulders. So I always follow women with really nice shoulders. However, I do think that subconsciously puts an expectation and belief in the back of my mind that this should, this is normal. This is what I should have. And if I don't have it, then I'm not attractive or good. Do you know what I mean? Well, the other thing too is you're not seeing the journey. You're seeing the girl with the flat abs and the rounded shoulders. You're not seeing what it took to get there. And maybe some accounts are showing you that. Like, you do a good job. You post your workouts and, like, what you're up to to get your physique. But most accounts, if you're just scrolling and you're looking at the highlights, you're not seeing all of the exhaustion and the blood, sweat, and tears. You're seeing the outcome. And I think it's really easy to internalize that and feel really bad that you don't have pictures that look like that. But you don't know what they're going through. You don't know the journey. So... Yeah, I think it's easy to look and be like, damn, I'm so out of shape. I'm so, you know, not what I want to be. But to realize like how much goes into that is actually a lot harder than you think. Well, how do you manage your expectations? Because knowing, I mean, let's be real. Both of us know that when we're on social media, it does influence our expectations. But I'm going to assume that neither of us really decide to get off the app completely right (laughs) we still use it because let's be real social media is addicting 
So how do you manage your expectations or what do you, do you talk to yourself? Do you give yourself pep talks like, Hey, this isn't real. Yeah, I actually, so, you know, if I'm seeing people, they're at big parties or they're on these crazy vacations, I kind of think to myself, why do I feel jealous of that? Like, I don't want to be at a big party. <laughs> like, I have no desire to be in that same situation. But for fitness things, yeah, I have to kind of check myself and be like, okay, Katie, not realistic. That person has clearly put in years of work. Like, you're trying and you're doing your best. And so I think that's the conversation I have with myself is like, I think I logically know that what I'm looking at is staged and it is purposeful. So I try not to let my emotions get to me um, too much because I think it's tricky. I think it's really easy to spiral into like I am inadequate and I am not doing enough. So I think if I let my brain stay in charge, I can kind of get myself down off that FOMO situation. Mm, I love that. So just having that reminder to yourself. And I know for me, what I personally do as somebody who has been in the fitness industry and who knows so many women who compete who look amazing however I also know a lot of them personally and I know what they go through I know yeah I know the actual story so for me I will say it's a lot easier for me to dampen down my expectations because I actually know the behind the scenes reality I know that so many of these influencers who and I speak I say this because I was there so many times in my life where they look amazing But the reason why they look so great is because their life is literally (laughs) a million percent focused on fitness. They don't have fun. They don't go out. They, and if they gain one point zero zero one of a pound, they freak out. They go to the gym, and so yeah, they are gonna look amazing because even the tiniest change in their body causes them to feel stressed and anxious. So. For me, I feel like when I see these people that I'm like, wow, they look amazing. I remind myself what actually goes on behind the scenes. And if you don't, if you may be looking at these influencers and you don't know what goes on behind the scenes, understand that on average, the leaner and more shredded somebody looks, the more their life is consumed around fitness, which is not a bad thing by any means, but you have to ask yourself, is that what you want your life to look like? Because we all look at people who make millions of dollars and we're like, wow, that is an admirable that they're so successful, but maybe they don't sleep. Maybe they never hang out with their friends. Maybe they don't have any semblance of balance in their life. And again, I know people like that as well, which also helped bring me back to reality of, Hey, they put in the time, effort and work, but they also put in the blood, sweat, and tears, and stress. Do I want that for my life? And I think instead of envying them, really being able to step back and say, I totally admire their work ethic, but that is not right for my lifestyle. And I think having the discernment to be able to understand what is right for you is very important rather than watching what everyone else is doing and then assuming that that is what you should be doing. Well, so the way that you come at it as understanding their background and fitness influencers and like you have the behind the scenes, I look at it from, well, I got a marketing degree in college. And so for me, sometimes when I'm looking at social media, I come at it as the marketing side. I'm like, okay, I know they're trying to make money. I know they're specifically branding. I know they're doing X, Y, and Z to like maintain their status as an influencer. So I also kind of am more... I can easily separate myself because I'm, I'm thinking about it as a business mind. So 
that is kind of an interesting aspect. So I don't know if, if you don't have that business perspective, it probably is really easy to get sucked in. And if you don't have the fitness background, it is easy to get deterred by that. But I try to, I try to keep my marketing brain while I'm looking through social media. You know, I think that's helpful that we both understand the mentality behind everything that is being posted because if you understand why people post what they do it is so much more helpful to step out of the you know social media space and understand the reality of it because you're right I mean as a as somebody who does use her social media as her business platform a lot of the content that is posted is in the mind of what is going to put me on the map? What are people going to like? What is going to attract clients, right? And so you have to understand that so many of these people we see that blow up on social media are business geniuses. Like they are geniuses. I've actually seen a lot of fitness influencers or, or personal trainers where they will just eat a bunch of crap for like three days and you just gain a bunch of water weight. So then you take your before picture and then two weeks they know how to, you know, (laughs) yeah, they know how to water deplete. I've never done this, but they, they know how to water deplete. They know how to do all that behind the scenes. And I don't blame them. Like, Hey, I understand you are running a business and there there are no rules in business. That is what I believe. However, why I bring this up is to really show people, hey, they might show you that a three-week transformation is what you should be aiming for, but you never know what is going on behind the scenes and understanding that there is no such thing as normal or average. It's about what is normal for you and you are your own person I know that Katie's journey is different from every other clients that I have I have helped them with or even my own journey and that is neither right or wrong it's just we are all different people so we're all gonna have different journeys it's all about perception so what you just said about the water depletion (laughs) in my marketing brain I'm like damn that is so impressive good for them that's that's, so smart that's what I think too I mean as a human you're kind of like wow that's like you shouldn't do that. But hey, I, I yeah. agree. When you understand, when you are in business, you people do some, I think it's intelligent. I, I'm just going to say it intelligent. I'm not going to put a judgment on it. I think it's some very smart tactics. Yeah. I'm like, that's impressive. Man. But, <laughs> but as a user, I'd be pissed if, if I found out. Yeah, I'd be so mad. So yeah, it's, it's funny to have two brains like that. But again, I think that is one of the biggest downsides of social media, especially for someone who may be like, really down on themselves they're really not happy they're really struggling to go on social media and scroll and all you're seeing is all these happy life moments and everybody's perfect and everybody's like having the best time of their life that is really freaking hard and I've been there where I'm like is anyone else there is anyone else struggling like I am and to go on social media that's like the worst thing you can do for yourself and I think it varies by platform but since we're like specifically talking about Instagram I think Instagram is just a hundred percent vanity and perfection you don't go on there and see people crying you don't go on there and see people bloated and feeling disgusting like you just don't well I would counter that by saying if you do they're using it as marketing (laughs) so Uh. if so if you do they are and I, I don't doubt that the tears or the bloating isn't real but I know if I was crying or bloated and and that was part of my brand of like you know I don't know like help or mental awareness Mm -hmm. I'd be like oh this is a great moment capture my tears so I can show people that this is um you know reality like this does happen not and I think their intentions are are 
in the right place. They want to normalize emotions, but also remember that like a lot of these people are just really good at business. They have great business strategies. There are some people where like I love body positivity accounts because they just do such a great job at getting their fan base to really, you know, buy into this message of body positivity. And again, I am not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I just like to look at it as at the business side and see how they use their marketing strategies. And it, it is genius. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I'm not out here telling you to like delete your social media accounts and not trust anybody, like whatever, come at it how you want to. I know a lot of people that are obsessed with social media, love it, scroll all day long and get the best vibes from it. I'm not one of those people. I think it, I hate it, honestly. <laughs> um, but I still scroll all day long. But yeah, just coming at it and understanding like if you're someone that goes on social media and you feel very negatively affected, like just listen to kind of what we've talked about and understand there are so many sides to what you're looking at and kind of try to think through it more than just at face value, which is difficult when you're just looking at one photograph and one caption, but there's there's a whole story behind these things. So I think when we're talking about this and we might sound a little negative, it's not that we're like upset at this tactic. It's like we see all the sides and I think I think if you try to do that, you'll you'll have an easier time not feeling so bad when you when you look at social media. Yeah, I totally agree. I think if there's any message that we would leave you, it's definitely not that social media is bad or that businesses are bad or that marketing is bad, but when you are able to put yourself in the mindset of somebody who is using their social media as a business, or understanding why people post the way they do, or understanding what actually goes on behind the scenes of a fitness influencer who is shredded year round, there's a lot more to the story than you might know. So if you do decide to still use your social media, which I'm sure most of you will, it's hard to completely eradicate it. I mean, I know I'm not going to anytime soon. (laughs) I would advise you to just remember what me and Katie talked about today that there are reasons and strategies behind what they post and that nothing you see online is at face value. Even if it is a vulnerable post, there are often forced vulnerable posts. So just take everything that you see with an absolute grain of salt. And if it doesn't serve you, if it does not inspire you, if it does not encourage you, if it does not help you in some way, leave it. Don't hold on to that you don't have to take it I don't care what anyone says if it doesn't serve you leave it on the table you don't need to take it with you so I know today wasn't necessarily about fitness and I know this is called fit with Viv and Kate but I think we're giving you a different perspective on on fitness and well-being and I think an important thing we touched on today is finding inspiration instead of comparing yourself to other people. It's like mental clarity, mental health. And I think that all goes into fitness. So while today might not have directly been about our fitness journeys, hopefully you took something away from this and, um, yeah, you have a positive well-being. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me and Kate today. We just We're having such a great time recording these podcasts. If you have any suggestions of what you would like to hear from us, feel free to message us on Instagram, which is funny because this whole (laughs) podcast was about social media and like the slight evils of it. But feel free to message us on Instagram and give us any topics that you would like to hear from us. All right, everybody. We hope you have the best week and we will talk to you next time. Bye.